the darkest days of winter sometimes bring the warmest lights. While there are many who struggle with the waning daylight hours, there are those who find solace in the increased night, and they can help guide those who need a little breath of escape. They are a bastion against the darkness, and their voices can be heard carried by a gentle wind. I am calling from Elm Lake. I'm still trying to wrap my head around everything that happened recently, listeners. I don't know if it's because of the snow, which we almost never see in Elm Lake, or because Jenny Fowler actually came to my studio. But I have been out of sorts recently. Try as I might, I just can't fully comprehend what's been happening. I know, I know, I should probably sound more excited. After all, I've been trying to get answers about Jenny for quite some time. But I haven't been able to get any closer. I've seen her wandering through the streets, and I've tried to speak directly to her in the past. But things have always felt, well, off. Just slightly. Like we aren't quite operating on the same wavelength. It's been strange. And those few connections that we did have certainly stood out. But now, Jenny came to the studio. She sat down like she'd been here many times before, like she was comfortable with everything that happens within it. She turned some dials, looked at me, smiled, and then casually turned them back to their previous settings. She seemed at ease, with an air of confidence about her. She didn't have her basket with her, but what she did have was a determined look in her eyes. Jenny held my gaze and didn't let me look away. She seemed almost to be waiting for me to speak, to make the first gesture. In many ways, 
Jenny's presence was somehow both comforting and disturbing. I don't really know how to describe it exactly. It helped that someone else came into the studio, especially with the strange signal, but the fact that it was Jenny and that she didn't speak for so very long kept me from being completely reassured. There were a few times when I swore she was about to say something. But each time she opened her mouth, she closed it again and furrowed her brow slightly. It was almost like she was trying to find the exact words. Or like it was a scenario she'd already been through a few times. Eventually, she found her voice. And what she said... Well... It doesn't make much sense to me. I visited Anthony in the studio. Finally. I've been trying to get the correct when to be able to do that, and I certainly didn't think it was going to happen when it did. But I was finally able to get there. At the same time, and outside of a loop of days. He looked at me, both confused and pleased, as though my presence proved that I was more than just a figment of his imagination. Anthony is clearly still struggling with the reality that he's found himself in. That isn't to say that I'm not also struggling. I just struggle in a different way. While I don't know what it was that caused our times to merge, I am thankful for it. I'm closer to figuring out the truth behind the signal, and I know that I need help if I'm at all correct about where it's coming from. Maybe it was the snow. Seems odd that a random meteorological event would merge things, even briefly. But stranger things have happened. Look at how Marcus ended up meeting me for breakfast, after all. So I met with Anthony in the studio. Sharing space, sharing time. And all he could do was look. He didn't speak. It felt like he was waiting for me. Like I would be the one to bring him answers. More of this Jenny is a mystery nonsense, I'm sure. So I looked back at him. After a few minutes, I opened my mouth, but then closed it again. I needed to be sure that whatever I said carried the right impact and made the right connections. I opened my mouth a second time, but then shut it almost as quickly. I don't often find myself fishing for the right words, but this time... I wanted to make sure that whatever I told him would really resonate, and maybe pierce through the clouds that have covered his eyes. 
One deep breath, and then a second one. I cast my eyes down at the floor, stealing myself. Then, I looked back up at him, and with deep resolve, I said, I think I know where the signal is coming from. And I think, deep down, you do too. The words hang in the air between us. She is still looking at me expectantly. I don't know what it is she's looking for, to be honest. I scour my mind, trying to figure out what she could be driving at. I can sense a slowly building frustration as this mystery of a woman has clearly solved something I'm unable to figure out myself. Finally, after what feels like forever, Jenny stands up, sighs, and tells me that she's going to try to get to the Owl's Nest Diner. I mean, she doesn't say the full name, but I know that's what she means when she says the nest. I try to convince her that there is no such diner, but I've seen the receipts, so I don't know how to convince her before she walks away. I feel as though there's something to her specifically heading there, though. I let her words spin around in my mind as she walks away, before I notice a single rose petal sitting on the board of the studio. A calling card of a sort. I don't know how the pedal would even be in such good condition given our recent weather patterns. But there it is. Pristine in its appearance. Looking down at the rose petal, I think more on her words. Deep down. The nest. I think I need to talk to George and Lorraine. I don't know how to reach him. I'm going to keep trying, of course, but he just doesn't seem to be able to follow my train of thought. He's clever enough, but he seems to be so obsessed with puzzles that he is unable to see the pieces being handed to him. I'm going to try to make my way to the nest. It's been too long since I've been able to visit, and I know that George will be able to help answer some of my questions. Maybe Lorraine will even be around and in a talkative mood. I'm certain she's got more information than he does. 
If I'm correct, this signal is originating in something that George and Lorraine found during one of their excavations. The question remains as to what it was they discovered and which, when, we're looking for. Which makes me wonder if I should be going to the nest at all. So many of these whens revolve around a cabin, but I know deep down that the cabin is not the answer. Deep down. Those words again. I said them to Anthony. I now say them to myself. There's something to them. Something of deeper meaning. I need to find George and Lorraine. They'll be able to help. I have to trust in that. I fear. I know I should not, but I fear. I have been alone for so long. There is darkness all around. When light enters, it is bathed in red. I fear for myself while also fearing for others. I fear I have been forgotten. I fear my message will never fall upon ears. I fear. No, I do not fear. There is no room for fear. I must continue to warn. I must persevere for the sake of those who may hear me. I will be heard. I will be followed. I am alone, but I am not forgotten. I echo through the trees. I carry over the lake. It is dark. There is minimal warmth. But I have purpose. I have reason. I have a task. And that task is mine alone. Without me, who would warn the town? Who would prepare them for what is coming? So I continue. I repeat. I am waiting. Elm Lake is waiting. This message repeats. Please stay in your homes. Episode 12, The Visit, was written and produced by Sean Monahan. The voice of Elm Lake is Sean Monahan. The voice of Jenny Fowler is Emma Sala. The voice of the signal is Maddie Stewart. Opening and closing themes written and performed by Sean Monahan. All other music written and performed by Matt McInnes. Find out more at machinistmusic.com. You can find us on both Twitter and Facebook for a little social media strangeness. You can also find us on TikTok as we create visuals to help round out the world of Elm Lake. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please leave a rating and review on whichever podcasting app you have found our feed. Doing so could help bring new listeners to the call of Elm Lake. If you'd like to support us as we unfold this story, add new voices, and just generally continue to explore this particular creative process, 
you can do so at www.patreon.com slash calling from Elm Lake. Your support will help us continue to grow and expand on the story and hopefully be able to add even more content within the universe of Elm Lake. Snow falling gently can help piece things together. Snow falling viciously can undo all of that previous hard work. After the fall, though, we're left with soft crunches and deep silence.